0: Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way.
1: I'm Kitty Blintfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Craig McDonald. Welcome back, Craig. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm sitting here with the worst makeup on ever. The shadow makeup. You, we're your, your
0: '80s themed. It was hilarious. Vic and, and I yeah, recorded. Might be uh worthwhile playing that little yeah. snippet. Ready? No, ready Releasing a few of the behind-the-scenes shots of you. Oh, we will. If Vic yeah,
1: and funny. I have done this video series, reels of like busting the bullshit by New Strength News, Karen <laughs> Bloomingdale, and she's an <laughs> '80s news reporter. So I've got these awesome outfits, and yeah, put on like you know, the yeah. heavy on the old eyeliner. Listen <laughs> to this. Listen to this snippet. You ready? <laughs> Oh, hang on, I need some sound. so funny. All right. Whoops. That's not it.
0: Did you
1: hear that, Shazza? So Vic was Shazza. It's really funny. People is that think... all it is? Did you have a longer clip than that? Oh, yeah. That's just a snippet. Oh. That's a snippet where I'm like yelling out to Vic who's Shazza in the tracky dacks, you know, smashing the chips with the shardy. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Kath and Kim-esque.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Influenced by, yeah, it was pretty funny.
1: <laughs> so funny, we had heaps of fun doing it. Actually, I was like, "Of oh, this flops," and like, "We'll keep trying, though." You know, if you don't, if you don't succeed, keep trying. Now nah, it'll be funny. It's really funny. We had a good time. Anyway, um, t- today, this podcast is inspired by a cl- lots of our podcasts. Are actually, inspired by clients, and I think you know, I think back to my. You know, crazy dieting days, and then obviously when I met you, and you started to get me to like track and measure things, and food, and data, and look at weight measurements, photos, look at sleep, digestion, mood, energy, cycle, temperature, and pulse. Um, and you know, you'd always say to me like, "Get out of the feelings and get into the data," which is really good because let me ask you a question. Yes, yeah. bring me the data, not the
0: drama. Thanks yeah. very much.
1: Let me uh, ask you a question. Please do this. How many times have you have you said, "Oh yeah, but"? I just feel like I'm being really consistent, you know, but I'm not getting the results that I want. Mm. Like who here put your hand up? I know you can't see you putting your bloody hand up, but have done so many women do that. And I used to do the exact same thing. And what actually tracking the data really helped me do was get out of the emotions and actually look at the facts. And then I could sort of get really clear on where I was going wrong. And I think though I sometimes think that women are in a bit of denial too, like, they're in denial about what they actually have to do or to, to get the result that they want and the changes that they have to make. Um, but anyway, let's talk about this, the data and why it's so important, you know, cause I hear often a lot, oh, yeah, but I've been 90% consistent. I'm like, well, what the fuck does that even mean?
0: Yeah. I, that, <laughs> that's, 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 that language, that sentence It's is something that comes up a lot, you know, certainly with, within the coaching program, um,
1: or even messages I like get on Instagram,
0: like yeah, where like people they're like, yeah. "Look, i you know," and it'll usually start with, "Look, I've been you know, I've been training you know, three or four times a week, you know, consistently. Yeah. You know, I've been I've been making all the the the, the recipes and eating all the right food, foods, yeah, you know, and I've 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 been doing my eight thousand plus steps per day, and I've really cut my drinking right back, you know, like I feel like, you know, I sh- yeah, I've been I've been probably ninety percent few meals off the plan here a couple of things here but nothing too bad and you know my weight's going up and i'm you know my body composition's not changing accordingly like i just like i feel like i'm doing everything right like where am i going wrong i just don't understand and, and and it's 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 that language right there that forces people down the rabbit hole and ultimately why we end up seeing so many of these fucking dipshit diets and 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 programs and protocols around Oh leopard water here to detox here and to help burn fat here and speed up metabolism and do all this and and the reality of of this is and and this is still great like you know when you're looking at um jason fung is is, is a, a name i'll throw out there he's um, you know a, like a doctor and scientist and he's written lots of books and and his his whole thing is about the obesity epidemic and 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 carbs is the reason for that and sugar is the reason for that and and it's because of insulin is the reason why, because we're eating these carbs, we're having these too many of these insulin spikes and that's what's causing all the weight gain. And, and it's just, it's just wrong. Like that's absolutely not the case at all. Because what he's saying is that every person, basically, you know, in a nutshell, what he's saying is that every person who continues to eat carbs, um, is that's what's, you know, making them fatter. And, um, um, you know that the calories don't matter and, and 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 the people there's all these people out there here virtually tracking all of their food and none of them are losing weight so clearly it doesn't work but this is the same thing as this person's just saying It's is like i feel like i'm doing this well enough and i'm doing this well enough with well enough and when i've had clients say that to me in you know like within our coaching program before you know my, my response to them is quite simple I'm like by whose standards you feel like you've been good enough by your standards. Now, I don't mean to be offensive, but your standards are the reason that you're in this fucking predicament in the first place. Your standards are a reflection of how you are. You've come you know, to us, or you, you, whether you're following us or whatever, and you, you, you're trying to absorb our information, and, and ultimately, at the end of the day, what we're putting out requires a level of... Uh, commitment and um, being objective about things so that you can remove the emotion and remove these I feel like scenarios that happens and just going the data says this am I getting the result yes or no if it's not I've only got a couple of variables that I need to change if I am then by how fast is that rate improving by? Is it enough to sustain? Yes, if it's not, no, pull it back, make some adjustments. But the reality is everything that we're looking at is just is no different to any science experiment that you would do in any other situation. if If you were looking at scientific data and all the variables that were being measured on were all inaccurate, you wouldn't even pay attention to that that paper moving forward. You'd be just like, well, all of this stuff's wrong. How can you know looking at this data that it's correct? We all know this intuitively. If you were to look at something like that, you would know, well, well, this doesn't make sense. You and how you're doing things is exactly the same. If you're not accurate, truly accurate with tracking your food, you know, you know, measuring your body weight, you know, how many steps you're truly doing every day, so you need to track fat, You're know, measuring your, your, your sets and the weight that you're lifting, how many reps you're getting, all these things that are conducive to you getting the result that you want, are very, very easy to measure. They just require consistency. So for a lot of us, or for for a lot of people listening to this, the reality is you're not special. You're not a unique snowflake. You are a human being. Every human being has pretty much the same physiology, right? Certainly when it comes to energy balance and the law of thermodynamics, right? People just go, I've been eating less. I'm just not losing weight. My first question is, well, how much do you weigh? No, I'm like 70 kilos. Well, how much are you eating? I'm eating like 1200 calories a day. And I'm like, and you're not losing weight. No, it must be my metabolism. I'm like, no, it's, you're eating too much. No, but I'm eating 1200 calories. Impossible. It's impossible. You would be sub 50 kilos. And I always bring it back to that kind of morbid thing. I'm like, go to like a really poor country, like Ethiopia or something like that. There's no fat people. Why is that? Because they're all fucking starving. They are legitimately in a massive caloric deficit for massive extended amounts of time this is why they're not overweight right but if you move them to a first world country and gave them money and said hey have at it they would all put on weight very quickly because it's very easy to overeat even if you don't earn a lot of money it's very very easy to overeat on really really tasty food so it's it's never a case of this is not working or it's my metabolism or this something going wrong with me it's just a simple case of what you believe you are doing and what you are actually doing are two very different things. And the more people take, start to realize this and t- start taking more extreme o- ownership over this and going, I have to track my food. I have to plan my food out. I have to prep it. I need to enter it into a tracker and I need to follow it. I need to do that for an extended period of time until I get to my result. That's just what it's going to take. Now there's there there can be at times a bit of pushback with that, like oh look I want this to be like I don't want food to be restricting you know and ruling my life. And I'm like hold on a minute, you're looking at this backwards. This by you tracking your food and understanding what you need to eat from day to day takes away the massive stress of of decision making around food. This is the one of the biggest fundamental issues where people go wrong. Like oh what are we going to have for dinner? I don't know. What do you feel like? I don't know. I feel like oh maybe let's. I'm pretty tired. Like, can we just can we just get takeout or something like that? You know that. And that's an extreme example. People have food; they'll make food, but they 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 just it's people are never going to make food that they don't enjoy eating. They're always going to make things mostly that they really really enjoy, unless they're dieting and doing some really really poor restrictive diet where they're eating chicken broccoli and nuts or something ridiculous like that. But most people are going to create foods. That they really, really enjoy. They're going to make it tasty. They're going to add things into that dish. that's going to make it tasty. Now, if you're adding things in, you don't know how much is. You're not measuring it. It's very, very easy to overeat. You will overeat more than not. So, what we ultimately need to do is accept that if you're not getting the result, but you believe that you should be getting a better result, well, the reality is, what are your expectations? By well, how much is that result? Are you getting? If you're nowhere near that, it's not a case of it's not working, it's you're not making it work. There is a few fundamental errors that you're making. You're not being as consistent as you need to be. You're not measuring the food as accurate as you need to be. You're not pushing your weights as hard as you need to in the gym. You're not getting the the appropriate amount of steps every single day you're supposed to be getting. You're not getting enough sleep that can inhibit fat loss to a point from a downstream effect, but... There, there, there's but there, at the end of the day, there's only those few fundamental things that you can invariably actually change and manipulate to start seeing things improve. But when someone just simply says, "I've done all these things and I'm not getting a result, you know the reality is you're not doing all the things, right? and And certainly from a coach's perspective, I've just got to try and ask the right questions to try and extract from you. And hopefully that you kind of, through that extraction process, can kind of see, oh yeah, okay, this is why I'm fucking up here. Yes, I didn't do this, whatever. And, and like, I've had people, and there's various reasons why this might happen. Some people are not like, calling people liars, by any means. Like, some people will subconsciously just either don't even realize it, you know, like there's there's other issues that can potentially come around. But I've had people, you know, where I've, I've put them on the spot no 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 I'm doing everything right I'm doing everything right and then it's just like you can you know I, I'll go as far as check people's social media pages check their Instagram check their Facebook you know and it's just like where are you checking in where you, like, like in, in examples where people are really like this, you're, this is clearly not working for me like I'm doing everything and it's like I always know they're just not but they don't believe that or they don't see that so you know I have to try and <laughs> be a bit of a detective ask all right questions in extreme examples, going to their Facebook page and like, oh, so you're at this uh, party here at the casino on Saturday night. What's, tell me more about that. Oh, I only had a few drinks, but it wasn't that bad. You know, like, I feel like that could be the difference maker. I'm like, there's that language again. You just told me that and you were, and now you only had a few things, but you feel like it wasn't that bad. Do you see how this can continually just spiral over an extended period of time where, you get to a point where you can't actually tell what the fuck's doing what right and it's just you know it was sort of said before people have to take that extreme ownership and just go yeah you're right like i'm i'm just you're telling me to do these things i'm sort of doing it but i'm not really you know i'm like okay cool like let's try and now work together about how we actually figure this out like you yeah, let's let's Understand your day a little bit more. Let's understand a little bit more about what happens with your family at night, with dinner, and different things, and kind of come up with a bit more of a strategy to allow you to be consistent. Sometimes people just need to shut the fuck up and get on with it. I'm like, we've already done all this. I need you to just wrap your food, track your food, eat your food, and just do it consistently. Stop making so many changes day to day, so it's giving you decision fatigue, and then allows you to potentially fuck it up when it comes to the weekend and things like that. So. You know, you, you know. From all of that, there has to be an ownership point uh, from the start because I can I can guarantee you now that there is never anything unique to someone as to why the result isn't happening. Even if you even if you do have, you know, some downregulated like um, metabolic issues, you know, they 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 can affect it to a point, but nowhere near to what people believe. That they do.
1: I think though too, like the beautiful thing about looking at the data is it's really clear as to what it is you actually need to do to get the result you want. So what lever do I need to pull? So example of this is a because people often message you on Instagram and a lady I was having this conversation with her. Oh, you know, Kitty, I just never think that I'll get the body that I want and get rid of this sort of, you know, fat on my belly. It's, it must be genetics. And so like I asked her, well, how much do you weigh? So show me a photo of yourself. Like, do you know you know, what your current body fat is. And I can't remember exactly what she said, but she was around my height. And so I said, well, look, well, I'm, a, I'm about your height. And, I'm a, and then we were the same weight. So like 68 kilos or something. I said, so you've seen pictures of me. I said, what is the difference between me and you? And she said, you have heaps more muscle than me. Mm-hmm. I said, exactly. I said, do I look like you would want to look? Mm-hmm. And she said, yes. So I said, okay, cool. Tell me about where some of your, like your compound lifts are. And she was like, listed off. I said, okay, great. Well, this is what I can do for that amount of reps. So I said, your primary goal, you need to spend time building muscle and improving those lifts. So like, you know, or then it could be another, someone messages about, no, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm doing a fat loss phase. I'm not, I'm not getting any results. And you're like, okay, where's your food? Let me look at your tracking. And the graphs are all over the shop and there's drinking and they're not consistent. And it's like, okay, well, you, you need to tidy up your nutrition. You need to make sure you're sticking to your calorie deficit. Or maybe, you know, I'm a woman, I had a lady actually had another, and I'm trying to think of some different examples, but a lady who genuinely was tiny, you know, she was like 52 kilos or something. And she's like, I want to change the size of my hips. And I was like, look, you're not going to be able to change your hip size. I said, that's just your bone structure. Like you're, you're, there's no fucking fat on there. Mm. Um, you know, you can build your upper body, you can add muscle to your legs and your upper body. And I was like. You know, and, and, and she wasn't sleeping, or well, maybe that was another lady, I think, menopausal ladies. Oh, that's right, this one. She was, so anyway, that lady's was like, "Oh, you need to eat more and you need to get stronger and build more muscle to get to where you want to be. Except we can't change your hip size. Um, another the lady message, she was, Kitty, I'm 50-something. I am training four days a week, doing this eight, 12 to 18,000 steps. Um, I consistently track my macros. I really want to do a fat loss phase, but I've got terrible horrendous sleep and I have I've got hormonal issues. And I, and she's like, can you help me? And I said, yes, but I said, we wouldn't be doing a fat loss phase first because you need to focus on, and I think she was already at lower body fat. I'm like, you need to eat, probably eat a bit more, you know, spend some time, you know, addressing those health issues. And then maybe potentially build some more muscle before you even attempt to do another fat loss phase. So, you know, and and by looking at the data and looking at the nutrition and the training, all those things, you can go, okay, this is the lever that we need to pull. This is the Mm -hmm. thing that we need to change. But I think when you're just going like, I feel like I'm doing it. Well, what the fuck does even feel mean? Yes. You know, it's like, what are the things that we look at? Nutrition, macros, calories, you know, um, strength training, where are your numbers at you know are you like if you if you have this body composition goal you need to get stronger and that takes time yeah your steps sleep your digestion your mood your energy your temperature and pulse and then you can go okay well this is where i'm at now these are the goals let's look at all the data that will tell us mm-hmm. where we what we need to do next to get yeah. to where you're going to go and you know like we've talked about this on other podcast that there'll be a phase phases you know some people need to just a recomp phase some people uh, have a lot of body fat to lose and they need to do fat loss you know some people might need to sit at maintenance for a bit and build some muscle and improve their health issues before they can do anything else or before they can do a fat loss phase yeah. but without looking at the data you don't know and then if you're not tracking accurately it's like an experiment
0: like if there's too yes. many variables. This was the same before about the scientific yeah. experiment. If all these yeah. variables were incorrect, you yeah. wouldn't take any of what the results were saying from that scientific paper to be accurate. Mm. You're like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Why would we take it? You are exactly the same. as You are your own science experiment.
1: Yeah. Right. And I see, I feel, I really think too that you comment from women saying, and I get it because I came from that restrictive eating background, but it was because I was always eating so little. So like, obviously I associated tracking with restriction. But if you have a more sustainable approach, like hours of body recomposition, focusing on improving, you know, your resting metabolic rate and your health issues, it takes longer, obviously, but you won't have to eat fuck all, you know, like on this real thing, we talked about an example of one of our clients in six months, she's lost 39 pounds eating 1950 calories. And for some of that time she didn't even train, but she was ultra consistent with her nutrition. So if you actually be consistent, you'll be surprised at the amount of food you can eat. Plus, if you throw in the strength training, you get your steps in, you actually get some sleep, you're not going to have to do crazy stuff. But I'm like, what's more restrictive, constantly bouncing from diet to diet or actually spending some time eating a decent amount of calories? 1950 calories isn't a small amount of calories. Right. Feels small to me. You know, cause I, as yeah,
0: relatives, yeah. but
1: for most women who are new to this, I'm like, they've been used to trying to eat 1200 bloody calories and then falling off the wagon and eating, you know, 5,000 calories on the weekend. Yes. So I think you just have to ask yourself, like I always say to women, if in five years time, you're the same as you are now, will you be happy? And because it does take more consistency and focus at start. There's no, like, we're not going to fucking fluff it up and lie to you and say that, Yeah. you know, it's going to be easy. It's going to be hard. Like yeah. it will be challenging. You have to expect that. Stop thinking that shit's always going to be easy. You know, like shit will challenge you. There'll be times when it's hard, but the key is consistent, imperfect action. Keep showing up, you know, just keep trying to be better every week and give yourself some grace. You cannot learn everything at once. It's so unrealistic to think that you're not going to make micro failures or mistakes mm-hmm. and fall over and, you know, fall off the wagon, as we say. Um, But that's not even really falling off the wagon. It's just normal. There is perfection. Yeah, i have through it. It's Every unach- single person is
0: yeah. in shape of what they've all been through it. It's
1: yeah. unachievable. Perfection is unachievable. Yes. You know, so I think it's like if you come into this expecting it's gonna be hard and that you're gonna fail, when it does get hard and you do experience micro failures, you can have Kitty on your shoulder going, see? See? <laughs> Great. Hey, so what I do? That, see? Yeah,
0: that's see, Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> But then you hear You, that at you home every day. You've
1: prepared yourself for it. It's not like this shock, like, oh my God, you know, shit, this is hard. The world is ending. You know, you're like, okay, cool. This, this, i rem- reminded, I'm reminding myself that this was going to be challenging. And, you know, I just have to persist because like you'll have a breakthrough and you'll get there, yeah. but yeah. you won't get there if you continue to give up every time something gets hard and you have to expect that it's going to take longer than you thought because shit will happen. Yep. shit will always happen. Shit will always
0: happen. Always. And and look for some for all the vast majority of people, unless you've got an athletic background and you, you move really 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 well, like you know, learning how to lift, to skill and getting strong, like it fucking takes time, like it just does, you know. Like we we we've got strength standards that we kind of apply to every client, you know, and and for for most women, you know, a hundred and twenty kilo deadlift is is where everyone needs to to get to and most people starting out around the 50 or 60 we get a few people that might come in who are a bit stronger than that um your person who might be pulling 90 to 100 kilos for one or something like that you know and that's really really cool but it's like we want you pulling like 100 120 kilos at a minimum or, or at least 120 kilos for a set of five or six or something like that and and for some people that's just that's going to be a 12-month journey do you know what I mean? And the, you know, like the only way you can speed that up is by spending the time learning how to actually execute those movements really efficiently. So, a, you're targeting the, the the muscles that are meant to be targeted and loading them appropriately to create the most stimulus. But you're also doing it. If you if you're doing that efficiently, efficient movement is also the safest movement. You know, so you know, ultimately you're not hurting yourself because that's going to obviously slow down your progress as well if you get hurt. So. It's like when you're doing all those things, and it's just a case of that progressive overload. You know, you're adding a little bit more weight to the bar, getting a little bit more reps. Week on, week on, week on, week on. You know, and it's just like if you've only got a 70 kilo, it's just like okay, you're at 70 kilo. You've got to add another 50 kilos. Well, how long is that going to take? Well, as long as it's going to take for you to get there. I mean, that's completely up to you. Depends on how well you can go into the gym, execute the movements, and how much effort you can put into each set to to continue to progress. And I mean, that's very individualistic for each person, but The reality is everyone's gotta take that journey. You've all everyone who's gotta become capable, everyone who looks good are all capable of lifting those sort of weights. And there's no way around it. There's no people like, Oh, can I add some banded glute walks into my program? You know, I'm like, what for? And they're like, Oh, I really wanna work on my glutes. And I'm like, you doing those banded walks is a sensation that you feel and it burns. It's sensation, it's not mechanical tension. Mechanical tension is what's gonna see your glutes and your hamstrings and all those sort of things grow right and that's what you get from doing the big compound moves the, 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 whether it's the, the deadlifts or the squats or hack squats smith squats you know heavy walking lunges like all those things not these side banded walks like get all of those fluff exercises that they're fluff exercises for a reason they're not going to cut the mustard in terms of really adding on that lean beautiful sculpted I won't use the word sculpted. But, yeah, <laughs> edit myself here, but that nice lean tissue that
1: gives you that shape, right? Lean tissue, just muscle tissue. just, Le- just lean, lean tissue. muscle. is there. Muscle. It's just muscle.
0: Just muscle. so it's 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 like you've got to get strong at all those big movements. You know, if then at the end of your session you want to go and do some band work and knock yourself out. But I, I see that. I mean, I see that when I you know go to the gym that I go to. You know, like I mean, I I'm not that guy that's ever going to walk up to someone and go, "Hey, I'm doing that right? Or, I should be doing like this." Right. I'm never. I'm like. I'm just, in between sets, I just sort of, I tend to walk around the gym to get a few extra steps in and I just observe stuff. I'm a coach. I observe stuff. And I, I see a lot of the same people because I tend to go around the same sort of time and I just, I watch what they do and I'm like, I can guarantee that in 12 months time, when I see you here, you're, you're going to look exactly the, same. the same as what you do right now, right? And it's <laughs> just, you know, and I'm not judging anyone, you know, some people don't. You know, they they're just like I'm just going to the gym just to just yeah to yeah practice. they don't you know, I'm not yeah. trying to I'm like yeah that's cool you know everyone's different but I, you can tell the people that are really putting in the effort and I'm like I'm looking at them and I'm just like your efforts just misplaced if you just did these things a little bit better and whatever you would start to see a little bit better progress but I think too like it's that's not, it's not my place to, to to tell people but you know it's just
1: he just tells it me yeah don't you at the gym it tells me put your feet lower on this hack squat make it harder Fun yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you, 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 absolutely. You're the only person I can say it to. You know, so you've got to, you know, I've got to listen. We've actually to you.
1: been training together the last few weekends in a row. We haven't killed each other, which is usually you won't train with me like because you're too annoying, but I've been really good. I
0: thought. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I think you're too, and do that's where I'm. Do you I'm,
0: feel like you've been good? Do you feel it? Like
1: I know I've been good. There's oh, been no whinging. Right, right. Not being on my phone all the time, not talking yeah. too much in between sets. It's the simple stuff. The simple yeah. stuff that you yeah. were getting wrong.
0: The last few times and now.
1: So now back on track. Um, yeah. But I think too, like that's really where I see the value in coaching. And we've always invested in coaching, whether it's come to our own coaching and having coaches for our training and nutrition. And we've worked with lots of different people, you know, like Emma and we've worked with yeah, Dodie Steve. and with um, what's his name? What's his bloody name? Oh, God. And Rob! Yeah. Rob Turner—he was oh, amazing. Turner, yeah. you know Kate Deering; she's amazing too, and just lots of different training people. Um, because you're going to get there quicker. Yeah, right. Because your coach can actually like the process that we go through in our coaching program. Maybe you can tell it, Craig, because you're the head coach. Like when someone comes in, what's well, yeah. the process that
0: they that you? Go well, through. it's like we've got a pretty um extensive intake form that we get you to fill out to to give us the best understanding of your dieting history and you know, where you've come from, what your lifestyle is like, you know, all of the, the issues you've potentially suffered with before, you know, what the goals are that you want to be, you know, and you know, what what other programs you've done before, what kind of dieting background, like, you know, we ask you a lot of different things to, to really get a bit of an understanding. And then um then you do an onboarding call uh with your coach. Once you've submitted all those details, and on that onboarding call goes for an hour, they, they go through all that with you one-on-one and break it all down they'll ask you some more questions just to clarify some things and then they will you know look at your body composition because during that process you, you would have done your measurements and your weight done some photos etc work out your body composition so how much muscle you have how much body fat you have look at your goals and then you know work out a plan basically based off what it is that you want to achieve you know the the coach will will look at not just your body composition, but also like your other subjective health markers as well. And they will give you a, a strong recommendation on what they believe would be the best approach. And then, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's it's not like a, like we're doing this, it's it's more of a discussion and making sure that you, you're you on board with that. Because a lot of the time, well, not a lot of the time, but sometimes, you know, we have clients are like, oh, look, I, I know that I'm not sleeping and I know my hair's falling out and I feel like shit and whatever, but I just got to get this fat off. And it's just like, A lot of what you're doing and what you've already sort of said in your intake form kind of demonstrates, you know, to us that you don't have some solid lifestyle and behaviors set up that would be conducive to you losing fat at this time. But also from a health perspective, you need to get healthy first. it's like, if you're not sleeping, it's like, we need to address that. You know, maybe there's, you've got some big stresses in your life. We need to know about that. Um, you know, maybe your your bedtime routine, your circadian rhythms, you know there's lots of things that we can kind of ask to improve that, but at the end of the day, if you're not sleeping, then you're not going to recover. If we start getting you to start training in a manner that's really going to force an adaptation and you're not sleeping and sleeping is the main point of recovery along with nutrition, then you're not going to make progress, and it's potentially going to put you into even more of a hole. you know so sometimes there's a bit of back and forth there a compromise. It's like, let's do this. Let's try and fix this for this amount of time. And once we get there, then we can start focusing on this. And, you know, because at the end of that, we need to get the the client to buy in ultimately to, to the plan, because if you don't buy into any plan, you just won't do the things that are necessary to really see the best outcome from it. Um, So, you know, that, that onboarding call is really, really important. You know, and we uh-huh. want to use that time to really extract all that information and make sure that the plan moving forward is
1: Oh, I really like how it's so specific. So like, I would love it if you're like, okay, kitty, this is your current body composition. And like, I'm just going to make pretend, like, let's say you're 74 kilos and you're 32% body fat. And you look at a picture and like, okay, I'd sort of like to get here. And you're like, okay, that's 68 kilos at 19% body fat. And you go, all righty then. Currently your lists are here, X, Y, Z. You need to get them to here. Yep. To get, to get there and, and you need to eat this yes. much, blah, blah. I'm like, that's so cool. Cause it gives you really objective things to work towards mm. and you're like, okay, how long is that going to take me? It might take me a year, but, and you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's too long, but it's like, well, it's either that or you spend the next 10 years jumping from diet to diet, losing more of your muscle, feeling like shit, not being able to eat yummy food. So you've just got to go, I think you've just got to remind yourself that the quick fix doesn't work. It doesn't get you the body want. And yes, this process is slower. But like once you build that foundation, it's so much easier. Yes. Like you've just got to put that work in and do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, and it's totally worth it.
0: I was just, I'm um, just bringing something yeah. up just while I, um, you know, just while you're talking about it, because we, we mm-hmm. use a spreadsheet to kind of enter in all your data so we can kind of work mm-hmm. out what it is. But I had a client <clears throat> who was, um just putting this in now um so she's currently 74 kilos at 28.6 percent body fat and she had it in her head she's like i want to be 55 kilos because that's what i was when i was back in doing my swimming back in you know this is you know 15 years ago or whatever and uh you know what that's when i was like really lean and i looked good at my swim scene, you know that's that's ultimately where i'd want to be and you know she's She'd done some crossfit and you know she sort of lifted weights and that sort of thing. And, you know, I was like, okay, well let's just see what this looks like. So, you know, I, I looked at her photos and then I've got a, a a breakdown of her the 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 photos of like different body fat percentages. And I said, Right, which one of these do you want? She's like, I want that one, which was the 15%. And I'm like, okay, she so wanna be 15% at 55 kilos. And she's like, yeah, that's right. I'm like, okay, well, you're 177, 170 centimeters. I'm like, you're not short. You're, you're actually a little bit taller than the average person. I'm like, so based off your current body composition at 74 kilos at 28.6% body fat, for you to be 55 kilos at 15%, you would need to reduce your body weight by 19 kilos, but you would also need to cannibalize 6.1 kilos of lean muscle tissue which would only give you a net fat loss of 12.9 kilos. So you've got to lose 19 kilos of total body weight, but you're only going to lose 12 kilos of fat. The other six, sorry, 12.9 kilos of fat. For you to get down to that body weight, you need to also lose 6.1 kilos of lean body mass. I'm like, that's what we refer to as a negative goal. It's a negative a goal because you're going to have a, such a down-regulated metabolism that but when you're losing 6.1 kilos of lean body mass, that that's, that's not a smart goal. So when, you know, I'll do, and, and again, it's, it's just coming back to a story. It's like, well, yeah, but back when I was, you know, swimming and when I'm like, well, how old when you were swimming? I was like 17 and whatever. And I'm like, dude, you're 32 now. Like, that's, that's, that's unrealistic. And I said, you've been lifting weights. You're actually much stronger as a person now after all these years, I'm like, that that that's a that's a that's a goal that doesn't make sense. That was a goal when you were seventeen. I said what would make a much more um more realistic goal would be for you to be at uh where is it? So this is kind of where uh, something like this. So you wouldn't need to die so hard. So if we said, let's make you 68 kilos at 18% body fat you would then only need to reduce your total body weight by six kilos but you would need to train on 2.9 kilos of lean mass which would then actually give you a net fat loss of 8.9 kilos so the body composition is far better even though it's like a technically three percent higher than what you wanted looking at those goals visually but the thing is, that is a much more attainable goal because now you've only got to reduce your, your body weight by six kilos as opposed to 19. But part of that process is if you've actually got to train on 2.9 kilos. So now what it is, it's more of a case of going, okay, I need to eat enough food to train on the muscle. I need to have a relative caloric deficit slightly that I'm just going to slowly reduce my body weight over a certain amount of time. And that's ultimately, if I do that, that's going to give me a net fat loss of 8.9 kilos. You're going to have a much better body composition and one that's not based around suffering, but one that's enjoyable because you're going to need to eat more food in order to to train on that muscle. And it's not so extreme that you're like, you you can imagine losing 19 kilos when you're only 74 kilos. That's just absurd. There's no way that that's going to happen. So a lot of the time, and I'm just using this as one example, but this is the process that we go through because it's important for people to understand that where your body composition is now, like your total body weight and how much muscle, how much fat you you have, then we need to set a goal that's realistic, that's going to have you looking the best, but is a positive goal in terms of losing body fat and gaining muscle as opposed to just losing a whole bunch of body weight, which would then be muscle and fat and this is ultimately where a lot of women run into those metabolic issues because they're starving themselves they're losing their their muscle their basal metabolic rate you know goes down further they've got to eat really low calories you know to get there then they've got to continue to eat low calories just to maintain it and that's where everything goes very pear-shaped very very quickly and then you know they you know 90% chance likely to regain all of that weight and more as a result of that you know or strategy of, of getting down to that weight. So no, that was a lot to take in right there.
1: But I think what, like what we try to say is that it's, it's, it's a really, I mean, look, I think our program's amazing, but I have done lots of other, you've worked with lots of other coaches and what I like about the coaching and we've had always had business coaches and cause I, when I say I get there quicker, it's not like you get there quick, like it's going to get there in 12 weeks, but you're going to get there way quicker. I think if you fluff around and fuck around and try and figure it out yourself, and that's what I like about coaching is because I want to get there quicker. I want to know where to focus. You know, I want to know what levers to pull. Uh, And yeah, you just learn so much more too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And you're always second guessing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So that, all right. Yeah. So ladies, out of the, out of the feelings, let's get into the data. All that, the other one I love when people say to me, Oh, I've been doing this on and off for about 12 months. Ooh. I'm not really getting the results. I'm like, well, fuck.
0: Sounds like you've been off more than you've been on.
1: Yeah. I don't want people to think too, like, I think it's totally okay to, like, we've talked about this before, take consistent imperfect action, you know, focus on what you can do and small change. And if you're doing that, that's so awesome because it's better than doing nothing, but you also have to be realistic about the results that you ha- that you're getting. So I think where the it's sort of a of disparity comes in when like women are like oh but I'm doing these few things but I'm expecting that I'm getting these huge results I should be yep. whereas you've just got to go okay this is all I can do right now so I'm okay with small
0: progress small results you know so you have um, to be genuinely okay with that yeah and then have another brain explosion <laughs> go I really wish I'd be like, and it's like well yeah. look yeah what did we talk about <laughs>
1: Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Craig, as always. Welcome. It's, a, it's a pleasure. And uh, and ladies, I think, um, you know, if, if you're new here uh, and, or maybe if you're not new and you've listened to the podcast for a while and you haven't jumped in, join our Eat More, Train Less, Get Results Challenge. It's a $27 one-off payment, lifetime access. And basically, we wanted to put something together to get you started. So, you know, it's got a meal plan. Uh, it's got a recipe book, two full training programs, one you go at home and at the gym, uh, full video exercise libraries, uh, lots of education on why. So there was a really interesting, and I just want to read this to you. There was a great post in the seven-day challenge today um, from a new client that's joined. Day four, learning heaps and seeing why I've been failing. So good to know to become more health liberated and uh, connect the dots to why things haven't been working. Yesterday, I followed the meal plan and felt full the whole day the ice cream is the bomb the recipes are super nice nice to be drinking juice again did my first gym session from the plane i said today my arms shoulders and chest are screaming today in a good way you know so i think it's just going to give you some clarity probably around why you're not getting the results that you want what you need to do to get sustainable results and also that you don't need to cut out carbs from your diet and sugar and all of these things you know you can eat delicious food every day and get results But you do have to fucking track your bloody food. You know, you do have to put some effort in. There is effort, but you can eat delicious food. But I think it's a good trade-off because the effort is worth the reward. So anyway, I'll pop the link in the show notes below. And uh, we will be back in a week.